This is an Algoa FM news exclusive. In today's episode, I want to focus on Arnold Tablanche's legal team. In just a few weeks, the Vicky Tablanche murder trial will officially be transferred to the High Court in Kabeja with a date yet to be determined. Arnold Tablanche is still holding on to the hope that he will get bail based on new facts as he appealed the magistrate's ruling at the High Court in Makanda. I'm no legal expert, but I highly doubt that Terblanche will be successful and I cannot imagine that there will be any other grounds to bring a new appeal. When Arnold was first arrested, Dani Ghos, a well-known name in the legal circles of Kobeja, represented him. But then, during the first appearance in court, he put Franchoff on sale on his payroll. Sought after and expensive. Let me name drop some of Fonsell's former clients to give you an idea of his experience. Francho Fonsell represented murder-accused Shrindawani, who was acquitted on charges of plotting to kill his wife Annie during their honeymoon in South Africa. He defended Shabir Sheikh, former President Jacob Zuma's former financial advisor, who was infamously granted medical parole in 2009 after only serving two years of his 15-year sentence for fraud and corruption. He represented former Steinhoff CEO Marcus Euster, former EP rugby boss Cheeky Watson. So you're getting the picture here. When Terblanche was arrested, he got himself the best and one of the most expensive legal representatives he could get his hands on. But right here in Kobeja, we have some of the best defense attorneys, and Arnold is now in the hands of Olvain Gribano and Peter Doberman. The two men have been fighting Arnold's bail on his behalf, and will also defend him when the trial gets underway later this year. Both Doberman and Gribano started out their careers as state prosecutors. Gribano then became a magistrate and in 1994 took the decision to go into private practice. Doberman started working for the Department of Justice in the late 70s and worked his way up the ranks to become a prosecutor in Makanda in the 80s and he was an acting magistrate as well before moving to the High Court as a prosecutor. He went into private practice in 1997. Now, I know from experience that the defense teams in cases like these are always seen as the villains, the enemy. People ask, how on earth can you defend a killer? Well, first of all, Arnold de Blanche is an alleged killer. He has a right to a fair trial and his legal team is doing a job that they are getting paid for. And for State Prosecutor Marius Stander, this is just another boxing match with an all-too-familiar opponent. Stander and Gribano have faced each other on the opposite sides of the courtroom for close on 30 years. And the first time they squared off in court was back in 1997, when Gribano was defending the notorious serial killer Stuart Wilkin, also known as Butibur. Stander was a junior prosecutor at the time. Now, throughout this podcast, I predominantly looked into the state's case against the accused, and it's a very strong case. But Arnold's legal team has incredible experience, and this will count in his favor. But money and a good legal team does not ensure your freedom. 
Khribano and Doberman were both involved in the Jade Panayotu murder trial, where both their clients were found guilty. Panayotu was murdered in April of 2015 after her husband Christopher organized a hitman to kill her for just 80,000 rand. Doberman represented Panayotu's co-accused. Khribano also represented Nigerian pastor Timothy Omotoso, who's facing 63 charges and another 34 alternative charges ranging from human trafficking, rape and racketeering. Omotosa has been sitting in prison for almost six years and has since hired Peter Doberman to represent him. And it is Doberman's involvement in the Omotosa case that exposed him to a national audience in South Africa. Now, what I know about Doberman from what I've seen in court is that he lives up to his name. He has an incredible memory and knowledge of the law. He comes up with interesting legal arguments to bring his point across and will not hesitate to quote random case law to strengthen his arguments. Doberman was heavily criticized during the first Omotoso trial for the manner in which he cross-examined a witness who was allegedly raped multiple times by his client. I wanted to play you a snippet of Peter Doberman in action in court because I want you to get a sense of who he is in the courtroom and understand that this is the man who will be fighting for Arnold's freedom. The following audio is courtesy of the state broadcaster, the SABC, and you will hear Peter Doberman cross-examining Cheryl Zondi, one of the women who accused Nigerian pastor Omotoso of multiple counts of rape. How did you react when he said, I forgive you, and you came to the realization that this monster had not changed? All I could do was cry. He remembers. I cried. Yes, and then what did you do? And cried. <coughs> yes, and after you cried and cried, what did you do? When I'd stopped crying, he told me that I'd be going to the service with him in his car. Well, how did you react to that? I said, okay. You said okay, man. Yes, I said okay. You agreed to go with him? Yes. I wasn't going to run out of the house at night. You know he's going to rape you. It's sad to admit. He, as I said, still had a hold over me. How can that possibly be, man? Well... You had broken free from the man. Not completely. Why did you not walk out of the house then and there? I couldn't. Why not? Because, as I just said, the man had a hold over me. Your version as to what happened there is beyond the re realms of possibility. It's so improbable, it can't possibly be true. Well, I this, put that to you. This is a complex case. I understand your frustration. I'm not frustrated, man. I'm putting, putting it to you that it's so improbable, your version. It's that also it can't possibly be true and that it is not true. It's also improbable that God will strike you dead because you're not sexually pleasing a man. But I believed that, no, didn't I? When prior to that did you tell him that you didn't like what was going on? Before I didn't have the guts to directly ask him about it. He would say this is our cross to bear. So not on one of those many, many occasions previously that he raped you, did you protest? Correct? Yes, I was too scared of him. He would tell me that I need to keep doing what I was doing to please him and to please God. Ma'am, you knew what was going what was going on was wrong. 
accurate? Yes. You didn't like it, obviously. I didn't. You detested what was happening to you. You hated it. It was terrible, especially in view of the fact that it was repeated so often. Yes. Do you agree with that? I do. But you never asked him, please can't you stop this, can't we stop? He did not care how I felt. He didn't. Did you think of asking him to stop nicely? Yes. You yes. did? Yes. But what he wanted was all that mattered. I can understand what you say, man. This man is abusing you. He's got a certain power of you. You didn't want to confront him initially. I was too scared. Now you say, yes, you did think of asking him to stop what he was doing to you. Yes, I would pray about it all the time, asking God why. Is he allowing me to go through this? Why, God, do I need to sexually please this man to get a crown in heaven? So now that you heard Doberman in action, you can see why I am saying that Arnold is in good hands and he will therefore be putting up a fight as he's facing a lifetime in prison. If found guilty, Arnold will be spending his 60s and 70s in prison. In our next episode, I will be focusing on Dylan Cullis, also known in the case as accused number two. Cullis indicated that he would turn state witness and take a plea deal with the state. That would mean that his name will be removed from this case. What is Cullis going to say in his plea? Arnold de Blanche said he does not even know Cullis, but rumour has it that the young man will be implicating Arnold in his plea agreement. Things are getting heated up now in this case. In fact, it's only getting started. That, that was an Algoa FM news exclusive.